0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Youth Perspective podcast, launching our second season. This podcast aims to offer a fresh perspective on misinformation, youth activism, women empowerment in politics and discuss current political and social trends. We are on Spotify, RSS, SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. My name is Ani Papa, Executive Director of Kila School Youth, the youth partner of the office of Senator Kiko Pangilinan in the Philippines and I am your host for today. This episode is organized by CALD Youth, Kila School Youth and with the support of the Friedrich Naumann Foundation, and good morning to our guest, Riki. Could you please, uh, you know, tell us something about yourself?
1: Good morning, uh, Veronica. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, to all youth around the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Riki. I, am Ricky, I uh, live in California. I was a refugee coming from Cambodia. I am a teacher myself for 31 years, elementary school teacher. And I involved in politics since CNRP was created in 2012. And right now I am the general secretary for CNRP Americas and also uh, the council member, CNRP council member uh, overseas.
0: That is amazing. And today we uh, have invited you and me <laughs> as uh, the mediator for this podcast to talk about transformative politics. Now, for all our listeners out there, transformative politics might not be a new topic for you. It might not be, any, uh, or it might be very novel for people, but uh, just to give a little backgrounder on it, it banks on the genuine human relationship uh, between those in power and the people participating in the democratic processes. But when an interruption of course, like corruption, perhaps an abuse of power and bad politics in general You know how do we balance it and restore democratic institutions to its glory so for today we're going to be talking about the thin line between transactional politics you know the whole um i scratch your back you scratch mine and there's like a huge gray area when it comes to you know returning favors right and transformative politics and again we are joined by Ricky Ricky has been with the Cambodia National Rescue Party since 2012 and is currently the secretary general of CNRP America and a council member of CNRP overseas welcome 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 to the show Ricky are you ready to start today's discussion
1: yep I'm ready thank you
0: okay perfect um let's just start with a little uh, introductory question could you tell us what's happening in Cambodia right now
1: um what should I say so many things happen in Cambodia right now but um, let's just make get three points um human rights violations is happening everywhere in Cambodia uh people all over Cambodia could not express um, the, themselves um, clearly and and also um, worry about when uh, going to jail or suppress, with uh, the government in Cambodia, and they could not write or even share Facebook, just as simple as that. And then um, they had to say what the government want them to say, or they're going to be in trouble. That's the, if they cannot speak against the, against the government, they cannot hold sign that I don't like what you did, or they cannot get together uh, like assemble on the street. There is a small group of women who protest so much because their husbands were jailed. There have have 53 and just unjustly jail um activists in the prison right now. Uh, some have been over for two years, for three years or more. And this is ridiculous. Point number two, um, there's the government that has been in power right now, since Hun Sen has been in power since 1985. So you're talking about, well, almost 30 years and still, I mean, not 30, but 40 years, 85, take that 15, 21 right now. That's um, 36 years. That's ridiculous. He's the longest serving prime minister in, almost in the world. Uh, not just Southeast Asia, so very, very sad. And the third thing is that the people are suffering. That's that's very really sad to see people dying on the street of starvation. Cambodia used to be the right, the world's right producers, and they can just, one family work, or one family member work, and they can support the whole family of five or six. But right now, wow. Uh, kids, children uh, escaping to Thailand to um, make a living, to support the families. And now because of this COVID, they all get stuck everywhere. So it's a chaos in Cambodia right now.
0: Thank you so much for giving us uh, information, a uh, backgrounder. Uh, not all of our listeners may know what's going on in Cambodia. And things like this, This uh, the the magnitude of the human rights violations that are being committed and are, uh, the citizens of Cambodia are facing right now is so important to be heard, you know, um, having their voices suppressed. It's just it's heartbreaking. And thank you so, so much for shedding light onto this. And for us to be able to tell other people outside of Southeast Asia or outside of this Zoom room what's going on. So maybe let's move on to uh, how is the Cambodia National Rescue Party doing right now or what rather are they doing to address it?
1: You know, Cambodian a party, a Cambodian National Rescue Party has been dissolved um, since um, 2017, November 16, 2017, but only on paper. We have um, activities outside um, trying to uh, gain us uh, for support and we have been gaining more and more support from countries around the world, especially the democratic countries like uh, the countries in Europe uh, and also in in Amer- uh, America or Canada or Australia. Yeah, even New Zealand, they want to uh, people to have a democracy there, and we have been drumming support for. Even in Asia, our prime, uh, our acting president, uh, Mr. Si, has been the co-founder of the Southeast Asian uh, community in in uh, Southeast Asia. So, there are six countries, I believe, involved in this new community, trying to gain support from the closest Cam- Cambodian neighbors, so that. Um, they can see the change that hey we are not dead like you wish us to we are still alive and the people are hoping that one day very soon in the near future uh we will be leading the leading the country that's our our goal that's our our hope yeah and we have been working so hard for it
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I loved hearing about um, the support that you're getting from the international community. Really, it's so important for any citizen to be a global citizen. You know, we are all stakeholders in how uh, peace and fulfillment of humankind's potential is balanced, encouraged, and addressed because we're all in this, <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, we are all in this together. So I, I love that. Thank you for um, telling uh, us about that. Can I probe a little bit more? What can be, what is the international community doing to support? And what else can the international community do to support Cambodia?
1: Um, what gain, is that what you of asking, because I got it disconnected there, what gain, how do we gain the support from the international community?
0: Uh, let me uh, repeat that. Um, yes. I said it was wonderful, wonderful to hear that an international community is backing Cambodia up. Okay. So I wanted to probe a little bit more on that. What have they been doing, you know, aside from showing support or, and, sorry, what else can the international community do to support Cambodia?
1: They could have done a little bit more. Instead of just, um, I know uh, back in February, the 27 EU, the European Union, has um, uh, come uh, come out a resolution condemning the Cambodian government for violating human rights and and uh, you know fair um, the election. They demand the that the Cambodian uh, government need to. Um, conduct a fair and just election so the people can, can vote freely instead of intimidation all over the place like it has been doing. And they also, uh, you know, they released the 25 points um, in the resolution asking for the community to do what they have agreed to because of the the uh, GSP and because of the um, the f- agreement that they have with the government, that the, be- the economic, uh, otherwise they're gonna face a serious economic sanction. And I have just learned also that um, they are with us because if they do not conduct the fair uh, election, they will divert the fund to support CNRP, to support the opposition leaders, uh, to opposition party, and also the national uh, non-governmental agency. Because helping Hun Sen has been no use for the for democracy, and that's what um, you know have been happening for. And and also in the United States, in the United States, the. Um, the Biden administration tried to form this um, law, which is, uh, I believe, of not the Biden administration, but uh, started with the, the House of Representatives trying to form the House Resolution 4686. Um, this is called the Cambodia Democracy Act. So this is in America. And it has passed through the subcommittee already. It will be passed through the House and then also moving, moving on to the senate and I'm, I'm sure if it does then biden will also um, sign it so it will become law and then that's allow that's like open the pathway for the government for us government to do a little bit more on putting pressure on Sen regime to follow uh, what the people need what the people want
0: i see i see and um with what you said we really do see how leadership the leadership of one nation and the leadership of another and even the 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 the, particip- the the participation of citizens who are also you know leaders is so integral to how a, a country will survive something as as severe you know, as severe as the multitude of human rights violations going on in cambodia so i want to ask you about uh, the topic the topic of one of the topics of today's conversation transformative leadership um what does that mean to
1: you the transformative leadership
0: yes what does it need to what does it mean to you oh how would okay. you define right. it yeah. yeah
1: thank you Go i'm ahead. sorry okay really, yeah my um, audio isn't produced a, a good well as a sound um what I see trans transformative is very important for democratic uh, leaders, democ- for democracy around the world, especially for uh Cambodia who need very badly to reform um the the country because the country has been destroyed and it has been the people have been oppressed and now the whole the whole um country Wants democracy. They're crying all the time because there is no justice. There is no uh, justice. There's corruption everywhere. Um, the powerful, the most powerful one, always um, tortured the little, the the weaker, one, the weaker guys. That's what I see to make it to make it uh, understandable on the children um, or the youth point of view. That's very unfair because people are born um, with the the human rights, they they deserve it. You cannot take their rights away from them and then put their parents in jail and ask them, force them, force the mother to do whatever uh, they want. This is very unjust and very uncalled for. So to me, transformative, Leadership should be starting from youth because youth are future leaders. And I know it has been painful to see the injustice uh, occurring in Cambodia for so many years, and people were jailed. And I know I I don't even want to talk about the Khmer Rouge who have killed two and a half million people. And now Hun Sen was a Khmer Rouge too. So how long are you gonna let this guy leave the country? Since 1985 up to 2001, it's not enough yet for 36 years. And to me, the, what the youth need to do is to uh, join hands, to hand in hand and then work together to change. Changing um, is, the, is the best way and so that you can live your dream, you can stay with your family, you can enjoy life because life is short. Everyone, and we don't want to suffer too much. We want to have happiness everywhere we go. We want to see people smiling, like you and I. You know, living in in Philippines and America. I know I was the victim of this regime because I came here as a refugee. Yeah, very really sad. But then you know, if even after I came here for thirty five years, I still see things going on there. You know, this could not should not continue and must be stopped.
0: Absolutely. It's um, it's a fight that mm-hmm. young people now have to fight. And we have, I mean, I as a bystander, really, I as a, an, an audience, to the uh, witness to the, the chaos that has been going on in Cambodia. It's very shocking. And it's also I have um, I have Cambodian friends. I met them through a, a different international organization and I asked them how they are, how, how they are, how how they're doing despite the ongoing um, protests that where they're being hurt. And that's a, it's a very shocking thing to hear. You, someone my age, someone uh, even perhaps younger than me. But it, the fact of the matter is it is the youth. It is our responsibility now to reclaim our future. So um, I wanted to ask you, what's your advice? <laughs> How should I, um, mm-hmm?
1: Yeah, my advice would be mm-hmm. um, First, it, it needs, um, we need to educate ourselves. Yes. And I know I love educations. I know there are two kinds of education. One is to teach you how to live, and the other one is to teach you how to make a living. And I know we have, uh, we are professions, teachers, lawyers alike, but it's not enough yet. We, do we want to practice our profession in the corrupted regime, or do we want to, to practice our profession in the society that respect human rights, that's, that um, give people choices to choose that enjoy can enjoy life throughout the end of the, uh, their lifetimes. What do you what would you like use um, for all children around the world, especially Cambodia too and or, or in Philippines or Thailand or, or Burma? Um, I see a lot of youth, and I, I, I'm so happy to see them. I don't. They, they're working on it, and they are working together because this is this this the the people power, the youth power, uh, can make the difference, and we would like to see that going um, in those countries very much, and we wish the Cambodian children or Cambodian youth could do that too instead of. Um, doing something else that the government have set their goal for them. So we don't want youth, we don't want you to be like an object, you're a human being. You talk, you feel, you don't want to uh, join someone that has been torturing your parents. And instead of working on your parents' side, now you are working for them. And you know, you know, even those you say, oh, I'm not doing it because the government did it, but you're part of it because you participate. You don't want to be blamed for that. We want to help even those it was to live a, a good life one day or two days or three days, it's much better than to live the corrupted life for 10 years, 15 years. To me, that's the definition of life and you should grab for that and work hard for your own destination.
0: Thank you very much. That's You're welcome. a wonderful message to hear from someone, uh, from someone so uh, wise, really. You have gone through so much, you have seen so much, and mm-hmm. I hope our listeners um, take strength in your message to them. On, on youth leadership, though, there is an added complication of the pandemic. There is the risk of human versus human, government versus state, and then there's Man versus nature, there is man versus a virus that is ravaging really the, the globe. So how, how do you think, um, how do we survive that? How do we survive all those complications and still champion for freedom, still champion for the youth taking over, inheriting the country they're supposed to? Um,
1: that's a good question. You know, I myself was a youth leader here in California, where I live. And I know uh, it's, you know, we want change. We want change, not just uh, for ourselves, but because for our uh, future generation, the future of the country depend on you. And the government is taking advantage, advantage of this pandemic, because they, before they used to say, okay, if I don't feed you, you are going to be living on your own, but now they they try to use the ideas of not feeding, not giving uh, the freedom of people to do uh, business among Thailand or, or Vietnam across the border, and they try to restrict the uh, activities of um, of doing business with those two countries, and they ask the people that live around the thai Thai or vietnamese border to um follow to do whatever the government want them to do and people were having suffering all the time and you know whatever they make is not enough for them to live so the government is starving them to uh uh, every day and now they're using that uh, pandemic to threaten them as well they have to go to certain clinics, when even those they don't have COVID, they threaten using the force and even quarantine them, even if they don't have the disease, they don't have the virus. And people are crying so hard for that. And this is very sad to see my own country in the Country where my mother and father and the whole family was born is going through all of these. So my cousins in Cambodia are also crying for help right now. I have about you know at least ten phone calls a day asking for money because the government are not giving the government is not giving them or provide them any food, and they try to take this this pandemic time to starve them further and forcing them and forcing them to do what they want to do. And the people are uh, you know uh, suffering so much i'm sorry to hear the painful uh sad life is going on in the other part of the world it's supposed to be the best part uh, of cambodia like Angkor what people want to visit cambodia too so that they can enjoy the scenery there but then hearing all of these, I'm not really a negative person. I'm a positive person, but I cannot say um, much because there's not much positive um, a, a situation is happening. So well, that's, that's the, these are the facts.
0: Yeah, uh, really, thank you for shedding light again on it. People do have to um, fully realize the extent of the attacks that's going on uh against the cambodian people and um it's, it's going on everywhere as well and uh, so i want to ask you about what do you think about strongman leaders would you consider uh the current person in power in cambodia a, a strongman leader
1: a strong uh, what do i think about this a strongman leader
0: yes strongman leadership yes yeah, strongman uh, leadership
1: a strong in leadership. Okay, well, it starts from you. You know, um, to be a strong leader, you need to first believe in yourself, uh, believe in what you want to achieve in life, and then um, stay stay put, focus, and you can also um, listen to adults, uh, follow. Whatever your life path that one and work hard for it, and you will achieve it. You know, I was, I came here, I was 21 years old in America. I never attend elementary school or high school because they, uh, you know, in here, if you're 18, you're too old to go to high school. So you have to learn uh, English from from the junior college, like a community college. Now I have another phone call. Sorry, I have to put you have to, I, I want to be a teacher and, um, you know, I I got what I wanted. I passed all the tests. So just stay focused and believe in yourself. And one day, you know, I don't care how much money you make because in this life, you're not going to take the money with you when, you when you leave, when you pass. But the legacy that you have installed in your community and you have established that you have built for your future generation, that's what really counts. And that's what youth need to uh, need to envision this this um, mission for. You know, I want you to be happy too, because you need to enjoy life, just like anybody else. You know, we are human beings, but also to not forget, to not lose focus. We want our life to be respectful, meaningful, not useless, and then be blamed later on. That's what I want, the, the strong leadership is starting from you. When you lead yourself, you can lead your family, you can lead your community, you can lead your state and lead your country. One day, you know, you're the leaders. Abraham Lincoln once said, this is the 16th president of the United States who won the two terms, but also got killed in World War II in 1865. And he said, you, you are the children in the future. You're gonna take our seats. And you are the leaders here, right? You you will be a future leaders. This is, this is a message from popular president people around the world. And I, one of them, I experienced this and I see this happening to youth uh, important. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Absolutely. On the topic of legacy. So, uh, when I was asking earlier about the strong man leadership, it's an authoritarian type of political leader, right? Um, how do you think this has affected, uh, our generation? and uh, we huh, even even the philippines i would like to say and uh, we have the kind of authoritarian uh leadership no we do not have we are currently under that kind of leadership and <laughs> i'd like to think is as well i mean as you have as you have expressed and um how do you think that has affected our generation
1: it's uh, negatively uh, affected our life so bad uh, badly Because, see, like I just said earlier, um, people like youth uh, in Cambodia right now uh, mostly live in in Thailand or in in South Korea or in Japan to make ends meet, to support their family uh, at home. Uh, Why? Because this government uh, using their policy to to, um, kick them out, actually. They did not produce good job. They pro- did not produce job for them to work in the country. They said, "Okay, whatever you, when you you gra- graduate, there will be job guarantee for you." But then, if you don't have the money to pay for your position that you uh, would like to seek for, you know, uh, you don't have a job, and plus, there's not many positions opening for. The graduates that graduate uh, from university or colleges in Cambodia, so where do they go? And they cannot uh, bribe, or they do not have enough money. Ma- they don't have enough money to pay because they just come from graduate school and they probably owe some money too to uh, the bank. So they have to escape from Cambodia to search job where else, you know, somewhere else to to live. So the strongman leadership is just strongman for him, but it's very bad for the people that, that um, he's leading. You know, he's leading the country to, to me, to atrocity. Absolutely. It's no different than the Khmer Rouge at all. No different than the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot era. So now we yeah. need to uh, work together.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess that's why transformative leadership is so important. Things have to change. Uh, politics has to be transformative. Do you think that's possible, the Southeast Asia and the East Asia region?
1: It, it is possible mm-hmm. because I know um, eventually, eventually we will, people will, will win because as long as the, the, lead, the youth leaders and the youth believe in our cause, mm-hmm. we will get it, we will achieve it. Who knows, you know, for I have two examples in America. The first one is the right for women to vote in 1848. We never know, they never know back then that the women could vote. But look, they worked so hard at the end, even after so so many years, they got to vote, to vote. And another one is Martin Luther King. You know, Martin Luther King once said uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, right? And and he worked so hard for it to change, uh, for for the equal rights African American to have equal rights with um, among the uh, uh, normal, the mainstream culture. But look, he got what he wanted to, and now they honor him. But not now, but his, you know they honor him with, with his birthday. Now it's become the the national holiday. That's just an example. And you know, keep hope alive. And I'm sure we all, if we all work together, like you are right now, um, trying to get more information on the other part of the world, maybe from the Cambodian perspective on youth. And later on, you're going to talk to other country, other leaders, and that would be very helpful for the youth to uh, education. is important. I already said from the beginning that's very, uh, very useful. So. That's my hope and it will be, it will be happening in uh, Southeast Asia, in Philippines, in, in Cambodia. I can see the, the, the trend is leading in the right direction and those dictators will be gone one day.
0: Very happy to hear you. So hopeful. It gives us hope. It lends us hope um, and it's very true. You know, we're doing everything right now that we can to prepare to inherit the world that we're going to be leading. In the future so on that topic i want to ask you about corruption and transactional politics right now uh, many youth leaders do and you know have have it in their foundation and in their hearts that always for the masses always for the greater good always for the for for the absolute and and cleanness of intentions for people or people that we will be governing in the future there's always going to be a risk of a a fallout. There's always going to be the risk of um, changing your moral compass to achieve what power to achieve a certain end goal. So what's your take on transactional politics? You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, I just wanted to first get your take on that.
1: To me, that is just a continuation of injustice to oppress more people, I don't believe in trans um, actional po- transactional politics at all because this is the cost this is the root cause for uh, the inhumane society because it it hurts people. once you uh, lead the you action to hurt somebody, you know to harm somebody, that's' not not. Uh, good at all, I want to say. It's very, very um, um, sad to see people harming people because for their own gains, for their self-serve, their uh, intention. Instead of serving other people, they let other people serve them. Dude, to me, that is a transactional politics that should be avoided because it's not going to last. And plus, you have made people suffer because of your action that's caused a bad karma in in Buddhism. And you know, it's not just karma that have to be just uh, next life, it could be this life too. Look at Ferdinand Marcos, you know, and his wife We read about it, and look what happened. He was kicked out of the country and then, you know, um, Daniel Ortega from Panama or Saddam Hussein or Gaddafi, because it's trans- trans- transactional politics. Uh, look what happened to them. And this is very, I uh, like Polpoa too, you know, it's just a matter of, of um, uh, I don't, I, I cannot think of that word, just a very unjust, you know, that should be avoided and you should learn from it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And those are great points to bring up to differentiate transactional politics, uh, transactional leadership from transformative leadership. And in this conversation, um, I think we have um, clearly explained to our listeners what's more important, or rather, which one we should focus on in moving forward from really the the greatest unrest of the 21st century and across the globe, really. Uh, So given Cambodia and CNRP's situation, and of course this advice could also apply to youth from all over the world, me from the Philippines and someone from Florida, someone from California. Given the situation right now, specifically in Cambodia and CNRP, what can the Cambodian youth do?
1: The Cambodian youth need to understand that, first of all, you want to have a good future. You want to build a good uh, relationship among your, country and the kind of the neighboring country as well, since you are going to be a future leader, you don't want to be stained in blood with the regime that is leading the country right now. So you want to, uh, you know, rescue yourself to um, lead clearly, cleanly so that you can be um, effective leaders because effective leaders start from, being honest patient and caring and understanding and serving the people that's the most important part respect human rights respect um democracy blue what the majority people want you are the leader the people power so uh, cambodia is no different it's just youth of uh, Cambodian youth need to join hand. They need to uh, work together. Youth outside and youth inside, especially in CNRP, um, we are trying to. To um, I know when it's very hard for to organize youth in in America because they have a different perspective and their uh, idea was about the uh, America was about here because they grow up here, but I'm talking about. Later on, if we still make a connection, although they are born here, they believe in in, in uh, American politics or in you know overseas politics. But there is a connection between us, the parents, the background where they come from. They tend to read more about Cambodia too. So we are now forming the uh, youth between Cambodia and and outside that they can connect, and once they Connect that uh, can strengthen the bonding between those leaders, and that's what I believe it will be um, effective. We are meeting actually um, this coming weekend, um, it's called leadership training in Modesto, where I live. Yeah, and it's going to be good. So, we included youth in there too. So, we pro- want to promote youth leader because I'm old and we other people too. So um, we, we want to see our youth leading my son, my nephew, my uh, friends, children, leading Help Change in Cambodia.
0: That's really great. I hope, I hope the symposium or, or um, the event that you'll be holding will go great. It's really bad, right? Uh, not exactly passing on the baton it's not uh your generation dumping the responsibility to ours it's holding our hands through it and letting us know that we're not alone and that and for you also to to feel that there is hope and hope is us that <laughs> I, right. I yeah. yeah thank you so much yeah. thank you so much Riki. yeah continue
1: um you know um albert einstein said that imagination mm-hmm. is more powerful than knowledge and I'd like to include those, those uh, um, part of his statement. That's really helpful. That's really helped me, too, because I'm a teacher myself. And, you know, you all start with imagination. You want what you want your future to, to shape, to be like, and you shape it, work hard for it and work together as team. And when you are forming an organization, you make, a, you know, you build a network around the world, and eventually you are gonna get that. So that's what uh, that's what we we want our children to to be like. To you know, it's not just helping the country, but also help their self-esteem. They help building the confidence in them, and this uh, that they have is power and power. Can give them confidence, and that's what youth needs—the um, experience um, to to share. Because you are part of uh, the leaders' um, leadership, and you take some responsibility too. It's your job, your obligation to fulfill, so that you know um, you have a stronger background, stronger society. But start it start from from you, I never thought that I'm a leader one day when I was children or youth myself. But look, um, you know, where we are now, we need to um, participate. Participation is important. Don't just be an onlooker and say, oh, you do it. Um, they're mm-hmm. gonna be fine. No, I don't believe. Take part in it and Absolutely. be a strong leader. Yeah, participate, participate in your activity. You just call your class, and you will be fine.
0: It's always just, you know, one foot in front of the other, right? Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so so much for your your wise words and also for your advice and your... Um, opinion, your opinions and presenting us the facts and what's going on in community right now and how we can uh, apply the, uh, the good case practices in youth leadership. Today we talked about transactional politics versus transformative politics. We talked about authoritarian leadership and we also talked about the role that the youth plays in addressing human rights concerns and also how we can be better leaders than the ones that we are experiencing right now. I want to uh, on behalf of CALD and Aquila School you thank you, thank Thank you so much Riki. You are so, your words are so important to the youth of today and um, we hope you, you hope you live long and prosper and uh, inspire more people. For our listeners today, again this podcast episode is organized by KILD Youth, Kila School Youth and with the support of Free Rich Nauman Foundation. We hope everyone has a good day, live long, prosper and keep fighting the good fight. See you again next time.